with the holidays coming around, there just seems to be more <laughs> coughs, ah, sore throats, and sleepless nights caring for sick kids and spouses, making the holidays not so fun, which is why I am so excited to introduce Neutralite. This company has been around for 80 plus years. They were green before green was even a thing. They have the world's number one kids and adults vitamins and kids and adults probiotics. This company uses the power of plants from seed to product to nourish and support you and your family's immune systems so you can have fun and enjoy living life together. You know, personal testimony, I had allergies for years and couldn't even be in the room with dust or cats. And the only thing I've changed since then were my vitamins and supplements. They truly cleaned out my system. And now I have three cats. Don't spend another penny on low quality vitamins that invest more in advertisement than the product. Arm yourself with Neutralite vitamins and probiotics, and they have so many more things that will keep you and your family happy and healthy. Also, you can earn points towards cash with every purchase, and with purchases over $99, there's free shipping. Stop losing sleep and time with your family and get back to life with Neutralite. The link is in the show notes. Welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. And today we're going to be talking about sex. That's right. We're going to be talking about sex. And to do that, we have CEO and founder of ChooseHealthEd.com, Rachel Rodriguez. Her program provides content that is age-appropriate and medically accurate, relevant curriculum that's fun and engaging, and their number one goal at Choose Health is to keep dialogue open between parents and their children. Go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, because you're not going to want to miss what Rachel has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Say hello to everybody, Rachel. Hello. Thank you so much, Bex, for having me. I'm excited to be with you today and to share with your listeners. Looking forward to answering your questions and just getting to share some of my background as a homeschooler with those who are, uh, like I once was, like a deer in headlights thinking, how am I going to do this? (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about yourself? Well, I've been a homeschooling mama. This is my 12th year that I'm wrapping up since we're heading into summer break. And boy, I, uh, it's amazing when you become a homeschool parent, how much you appreciate summer break again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's been an adventure every single year. We started homeschooling thinking, uh, I'll try this for one year. And like I said, here we are now 12 years into it. I'm grateful every day it has its challenges, but I'm also grateful every day that we chose this journey. You every year you said, okay, we'll do it this year. Were there some things in your mind, like some misconceptions um, you might've had back then, which kind of made you feel like, okay, maybe we'll, we'll do it just this year. There were several and they would change throughout the years, but I would say early on, I felt very ill-equipped. I thought, how am I possibly going to teach my children? 
Um, and at the at the time, my oldest daughter, she was going into first grade and I had a baby. So that really felt challenging to, to juggle all of the things. But am I going to have the, um, the capacity hours wise? And am I going to fail her? And what I soon realized is in both areas, when it comes to capacity and hours, you are going to rearrange your schedule to fit what is the highest priority. I always worked part-time and would volunteer. So my kids would come along with me when I would do those things. And we would shift around our schedule to make it a priority to homeschool within that time budget. And then when it also came to trying to discern how am I going to have the capacity um, knowledge-wise to homeschool my children, I realized there's so many amazing tools. And in fact, that's why I love what you're doing, Bex, is to equip parents. And there's so much more now than there was 12 years ago um, at our fingertips online and uh, a huge variety of curriculum out there. And that's what it comes down to is it's not necessarily about making sure I'm an expert in every area, but that I was always just finding the right tools for my children in that season. You know, it's something you had mentioned was, um, you know, the opportunity for you to rearrange your schedule and to spend time making the schooling part the priority. Did you find that it was difficult being with your kids all the time? Like, was that an issue? You know, I remember hearing that from a lot of parents and I still to this day, when I talk to parents who are considering homeschooling, they think, and I'll, I'll even hear the sad phrase of, oh gosh, we'd probably be at each other's throats if we were at, if we were homeschooling and with each other all the time. Um, and I just can't fathom not having the time and the season I did have with my girls. Sure. There was days that were really challenging. And I actually remember vividly the first week that I homeschooled my oldest daughter. I think I might've gone into my bedroom and cried more times than she did, <laughs> but I just, we had to write it out and figure out how to make it work and how to communicate. And this is what we were going to do. We were going to do these hard things and we were going to rearrange our schedule. And if that meant some days that we had to let everybody sleep in and do homeschooling in pajamas and do less homeschooling than what we intended, that's what we did. If there was days that um, my daughters had to do assignments that weren't their favorite way of, of learning that topic, then I would tell them, that's okay, we're going to get through this challenging uh, subject and tomorrow you get to do an art project or tomorrow you get to do online research, their favorite thing instead. Um, so you just have to learn to be very um, adaptable and flexible. And I just think that that's going to create in them, and I'm already seeing the fruit of it, that it's going to create in them being more um, easygoing adults, because we know that that's reality, whether you're in a workplace, you own your own business, you're, you're going to have the opportunity as adults to be around people and just make it work. <laughs> So true. And I also see the fruits of your labor because your daughter, Faith, is amazing. Just. Aw, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Oh, she's a breath of fresh air. Honestly, it just, every time I see her, I just, she lights me up. Like she's just sitting there and I'm like, yeah, it's like I get <laughs> up. Something about her is just so bright. I can't explain it. Like, 
I, I can't explain it. She's she's a really an amazing young lady. And I, I don't know your younger one yet, but Faith is awesome. <laughs> it's like well, thank you, Bex. Yeah, that's, Faith a, is that's awesome. a blessing to to hear that. And um and I think that that's the testimony as to why we were willing to homeschool is we wanted to make sure that our daughters were growing close with us as a family, but even more so close with the Lord. And I think that's why we're seeing the fruit that we see right now. Absolutely. And, you know, we know homeschooling is great. It's an, it, honestly, it's probably what the, I believe it's going to, it's the education of the future. Um, I mean, it's here now, but I still think that there's so many more millions of people that need to really hear about it and hear about it properly. Um, and with all the curriculum out there, there's still some, you know, because every kid it learns differently, right? Every kid is an individual. Every child Absolutely. is going to receive and, you know, process information differently. And honestly, there is still a lot of spaces out there for more curriculum to be created. And um, you created Choose, he Choose Health Ed. Um, and I know for a fact that this topic itself is not even nearly wide enough yet. I mean, like, honestly, there needs to be so much of this information uh, out there, but proper. And when people like you, like, don't actually go forth and do what's in their heart, somebody else is going to do it that might right. have had the, had the right intentions. But thankfully you did. And oh, thankfully you, you know, you, you followed the call and now you have this amazing curriculum. Can you tell us about that? Because I know when you were telling me about it, I was over, I mean, you taught, I'm a biology teacher and you taught me stuff. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Vex. Yeah, well, uh, just as you mentioned, I, I was a homeschooling mama teaching health to my, um, my oldest at the time she was in ninth grade and realized the tools that were available, they were either um, not aligning with our conservative values or they were piecemeal, like just different things I was trying to get from different sources and dry information, boring, not not easy to, um, to learn from. And I really felt like there we needed to create something that was comprehensive because if our students only learn like they are in public schools about um, pleasure sex and um, having so much focus on their bodies and what they want to do for themselves, um, but not really having a strong baseline and an understanding about how their bodies were created, understanding how we have all these neurotransmitters and these brain and gut chemicals. And I love that I just have to give God credit for this, that he's the one who showed me to have them start with nutrition and give them an introduction to all these chemicals when it comes to craving chocolate and chips. And I'll tell you what, every single time they get it, it's like the light bulb. You can almost see it uh, over their head that they understand craving. And then that's that foundation, that baseline that you can relate to every other topic. Then they understand that there's craving when it comes to how we have a draw to relationships, to even sexual relationships, that we have a draw, even how it can go overboard, how you can have addiction to substances and how we could be at risk for that. Even with how 
we handle things emotionally and mentally. And so I think that this is something that you're right. It's a broad topic of health, but I love that um, what Choose Health is able to offer is something that's really bite-sized pieces that helps the students to understand that it's about craving and neurotransmitters and brain chemicals. And it touches all those areas, all those subjects. So it ties it together for them well. I love the fact that you, um, being conservative, both of us, being conservative, like you are willing to talk about those things because the stereotype has been such a long time that, you know, conservatives don't talk about sex and, you know, it's all taboo. And that's actually not true. We are human, just like everybody else with the same exact desires and everything. It's, we're not different in any which way, shape or form. It's the, it's our approach to it um, is different. And you're not, you're not shy to talk about the cravings the desires, you know, where, you can literally put it in its right place. Like, yes, at 15, you're going to have some pretty intense, like sexual, like hormonal desires. Let's talk about it. And I love where you're starting with food and letting them slowly understand where cravings come from, how to combat that versus just giving into whatever it is that you feel, right? Right. And Absolutely. Control. Because every student by the time they're taking these courses around junior high age, they have all come to the point where they maybe have thought it would have been a good idea to eat nothing but cookies, cake, and candy all day, right? Like every kid around elementary age, somehow, uh, whether like mom and dad weren't watching that day, whatever it is, they have gotten themselves sick on junk food, right? Maybe like birthday, yeah, birthday party gone wild. Like they are sick from having too much junk food. So they can understand what it's like to not have self-control and completely give into pleasure seeking when it comes to food. So when then you relate that and they, they can understand that, then we can easily make that parallel that you, if you do the same thing, if you completely give into pleasure when it comes to substances, if you completely give into pleasure when it comes to sex, you need to have self-control when those cravings arise in those areas and they need to be put in their proper place in the proper age range. I'll say that as well, because I think that that's an important thing for, for parents to understand is culture is trying to shove it down our throats that it's reasonable for our kids to have an early sexual debut. And the reality is you're not only putting them at risk for unwanted pregnancy and STDs, you're actually putting their brains at risk because it causes damage to their brains and you're putting their lives at risk. A lot of people don't realize this, but teen girls are three times more likely to be depressed and commit suicide. Boys, seven times more likely to commit suicide. Teen boys, if they have an early sexual debut. So yes, it's well and good that culture wants to say that they're going to have sex anyway. Let's make sure they have condoms, but condoms won't protect you from killing yourself. Wow. Did you just say that? Wow. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, oh man, that that is powerful, you know, and you're almost like thinking, I get what they're trying to do, but let's not forget all the other things. There's so many moving parts when it comes down to, you know, getting into sexual relationships. I mean, there are adults who, who get in sexual relationships 
and they're older and they still can't handle that type of, you know, rejection feeling, you know, the breaking apart, because that is a really intimate thing. I mean, you are in a vulnerable position in, in so many which ways, shapes and forms, mentally, emotionally, physically, you're exposed. And if, if, if adults can't handle it most of the time, I, I can't imagine a child who, you know, shouldn't even be thinking along those, t- those terms. They should be more concerned about getting through school or getting, you know, b- building friendships and, you know, learning about, you know, being curious. And I feel that because this whole, you know, I mean, the world become hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like, you know, if we can't rein that back in, put it in its proper place, the curiosity and the discovery mode of children is going to be gone. And that is actually a travesty, honestly, because that beauty of being a child and a beauty of being young. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, that could be exactly what I see in your daughter, Faith. There's so much freedom in her. She doesn't have all those other things that, that could have darkened that and could have oppressed her. She's she's free. It's our responsibility as parents to make sure that we're creating that protection for our for our students. And it comes out of relationship um, and having those conversations with them. But you know, just as you were talking about having it be the like the right timing, one of the um, examples that I give in some of the parenting videos I have on my website is um, every little kid from the time they're a toddler they see us as parents driving, they have a draw to cars, right? We get them tiny little matchbox cars. They maybe even have like a fun little car or vehicle, some sort in a toy form that they can ride out on the sidewalk, right? So they're little, we know it would be ridiculous to hand them the car keys. It's the (laughs) right timing. So, and then as they get older, they watch us drive. And then maybe there's a time that we let them sit on our laps as they're an elementary age and learn a little bit of the fundamentals. And once they have a learner's permit, then it's time for them to actually get behind the wheel and learn to drive. And we, again, wouldn't just hand them the the keys outright. We slowly give them parameters of where they can drive and when. Well, why on earth would we, if we can understand the safety measures of that when it comes to driving, why would we think that our kids can have sex? That's just the bottom line. Like there are kids, they're still children. And we're thinking that they could handle the most intimate, the most mature, the most uh, cause and effect relationship ever. But we wouldn't hand them car keys. That's such a great point. Wow. Can you take us through like a maybe not a whole lesson, but like maybe like a little like sneak peek into like, what would a lesson from Choose Health, what what would it look like? What would it encompass? You talk about videos. Is there anything else? Do you have like discussion pieces where you bring families together? Like how, what, what do you have there? There's a variety because as a homeschooling mama, I know what it's like to have your children have different learning styles. So I cycle through a variety of different learning styles, whether it would be reading, doing some online research, doing even some creative hands-on projects. And I always like to have some activities where they're doing some type of a game 
or some type of an experiential activity because that helps it to really cement in their mind much more so than just reading about it. So I'll give you an example of an activity and I've been using my content, uh, the Choose Health courses to teach a, a class to a small group of middle schoolers um, with my, my middle school daughter as one of the students. But um, we recently had um, an activity where I was reading to them about the dangers, the risks of exposure online, pop-ups, how you could be exposed to porn. And then what we did is we read about that, gave them some of the statistics behind it. And then we played an activity or played a game, so to speak, called minefields. So we had within the room, I set up a bunch of obstacles along the floor and um, there was two students at opposite ends of the room that were blindfolded. And then they had one of their peers that had to guide them across the room, but only verbally. They couldn't help them. And they were trying to verbally guide them across the room, but without hitting one of those minefields along the way. And then um, meanwhile, there's other students at, at the opposite ends of the rooms that are shouting things, everything they could to potentially distract them, basically to have like pop-ups, have all those things that would try to trip up the student. And it was such a, a great, fun um, experience. And one of the students, I love how afterwards we would debrief and we were discussing it. And um, her comment was, she actually hit one of the minefields, like her foot touched it. And she said, what do I, what do I do? And she equated it to the fact that we talked about how most students, when they actually see an unwanted um, video or image, it's almost always like, I think it was 90, 90 or 91% of the time, it's accidental. Oh, wow. So these kids aren't seeking it out the vast majority of the time, it's accidental. And so this student accidentally hit the minefield. What do you do? And she had to communicate with the person who was giving her direction, and then she had to keep going. And so we talked about how important it is that if you do see something, then you go to that trusted person, whether it's your parent or maybe an older sibling, whoever that accountability partner is in your life, that you go to them and let them know. Because it's not the first look that causes harm. It's generally the several looks after that cause harm. And it was great just to have the, um, the verbal discussion and the debriefing and all these activities that we have within the Choose Health content, it's geared towards doing like even just the parent and the student or amongst siblings in a very small group setting like that so that the students are having the, um, yes, the activity to understand the lesson, but it also generates those conversations with mom and dad, which we feel is so important. I really have to agree with you having those conversations with parents it does bring so much peace to I, I, I mean I remember me as a as a growing up teen I had so much confusion I mean like I I'll, I'll be really honest I remember when I was growing up uh, my parents weren't huge in you know in church and things of that sort um, I mean I was Catholic we did go to church but it wasn't it wasn't like a spirit filled thing and I mean, I had identity crisis. I actually thought one time, I was like, I think God made a mistake with me. I think he meant, he meant to make me a boy. And imagine now someone yeah. would have told me that that was right. Like, because today I'm like, I remember when that went away, it, 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 was, it was a few, it was a couple of years, um, but it eventually went away. And I was like, oh my God, I love being a girl. You know what I mean? Like, oh my wow. gosh, being a girl is amazing. Like it was a slow process, but, you know, even, even with my friends who would tell me like, oh, maybe you were, who knows, you know, uh, but 
there was never that option to go ahead and actually do something. It was more like, I, it was just, I just processed it. And then one day I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. I'm so happy to, like, I began to love my body. I began to love my gender. I began to, I mean, I literally began to just so grow into it and find the beauty of like everything about it. I became an awe, right? But it didn't start off that way. I'll be really honest. It was like two years sure. of my life where I was like, oh, like, because because of the stereotype. So it's what, what I found was really interesting um, because the past how sex I was taught, it was always taught like boy, girl, boy, girl, you know, girls have this, boys have that. And to an extent, yes, but there are some masculine girls, me. I'm a masculine girl. Like I just am like, I love shooting. I love archery. I love, you know, I love doing some rougher things. I'm not, it doesn't make you any less of a woman. Totally not at all. And our culture isn't encouraging that enough to understand that our differences are okay. It doesn't mean that we're have the wrong gender. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Like I wasn't a man. I was just a girl who liked doing those things. That was it. That was all I was. And like, you know, and that is where I feel like the confusion comes in. I just remember being even been in high school being like, wow, if I'm if I'm chubby, I get made fun of. If I'm thin, I get made fun of. If I'm blonde, I get made fun of. If I'm brunette, I get made fun of. If I have brown eyes, I get made fun of. If I have blue eyes, I get I remember thinking mm-hmm. that, being like, my gosh, wow. I'm Hispanic, I get made fun of. If I'm white, I get made fun of. Like I there was like nothing I was ever able to be. So of course kids are going to be bombarded with all this confusion, but it's a short period of time. And when you have parents who can guide you and affirm their identity, correct. Like, no, you're fine. You're, you're just a girl who likes to play with this. You're, you're a boy who just, my brother who was, he liked playing my dolls more than I did, (laughs) but he was all boy. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Nothing. He was not a girl. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, right. He was just a boy who really, really, really enjoyed because one day he was going to be a father. Right. One day I'm going to be a boy mom. It's, it's, it's what I'm created to be, you know? So it's like, that's a great perspective. It's, it's just what I was going to create. It's, it's so, you know, in, in my mind, I'm just like, wow. You know, we're in, and I even teach it in my biology class, which is really funny. So, like, I was teaching the other day on sea otters and like wolves and talking about trophic cascades, what happens if one is missing out of the whole entire ecosystem, how everything mm-hmm. gets messed up. I was like, isn't it amazing how animals know exactly what they're supposed to be doing by nature and they don't <laughs> question themselves and they don't wonder or think, like, well, I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an otter. I, I really, really, I think I should be, you know, uh, a sea star, like, no, they're very happy being a sea otter, you know, and, and I, I made that distinction. I was like, and look what happens when you take one of them out. Look at how many things are destroyed and, ma- and wow. damaged. Yeah. But and God created all- us as his beloved to reason and look at how it's been twisted and we reason away how he created us. Yes. And that's why I love the fact that you have been bold and to teach about sex and to talk about things that are taboo, like pornography, I mean, like those pop-ups, your, you know, your feelings, your emotions, let's talk about it, but let's put it in the right place. Right. Mom, dad, here's, here are your resources. Here's the conversation. Go for it. 
So we definitely have seen the fruit of it within our own family and even the testimonies of the students who have been using my courses. I've heard back from the parents on how much, yes, their students are learning the content, but also how it's creating those great conversations at home for the parents to have conversations and um, things that they didn't really plan on talking about in some aspects or things that help the the student and the parent to um, to ease into some of those conversations. Um, I'm really grateful to hear that from those parents. Is there any one that really sticks out to you that you'd want to share? Well, I think that uh, a few things stick out. Like one of the confirmations that I had was from students talking about how much they enjoyed the hands-on activities, that that really helped them to learn the content a lot more. Because I recognize, again, going back to the fact that we all have different learning styles, that you need to have something more than just watching videos, more than just reading content. You need to do something hands-on to help the the concept really be solidified. And I loved getting this testimony that was in part from the daughter, um, a seventh grader, and then also from her mom. The 12 year old daughter says, the most important thing we did in health class was keep a calendar of the words I was speaking about myself. So the activity was called uh, watch your words calendar. So I made him keep it for about two months. And she says, from doing that, I realized how many times my automatic response to a situation was to criticize myself. Now that I know I was doing it, I make the, the choice not to. I'm so thankful we were assigned to keep that calendar. And it was just a phenomenal time to have these students and even to affirm each other if they were uh, catching each other and themselves saying something negative that they were required to replace it like in the moment with speaking something positive. They were also required to track speaking something honoring to whether it could be their um, their peers, their sibling, their parents. And um, we had great response from the students on that. And then um, also just this parent, she said that it was amazing to hear from her daughter. Um, she learned a lot when it was the nutrition course and she started uh, having a draw to juicing. And before she would say like, mom, that's your thing. But <laughs> she had a, a desire to be healthy and to be eating healthy after taking the Choose Health nutrition course. That was awesome to hear that. And then even when it was our substances, um, the awareness of substances course, I assigned the students to go home and find scriptures. What does the Bible say about drinking alcohol? And she said that um, when I assigned that, that she came to her mom and she said, mom, what's debauchery? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it was just great to get that feedback from both the student and the parent that they had a variety of different reasons that they benefited from the course. That is beautiful. I love that. Yeah. You know, that the conversations and just being able to connect with your family and in such a very um, touchy subject, but making it just normal. It's this right. Life, you know, and I'm here. Yeah. For you, you know, it's beautiful. It really, really is. That's really exciting. So as we're wrapping up, um, is there one takeaway that you want today's listeners or the, the future listeners to take away from this conversation? Uh, well, I would say don't be afraid to try something that is going to be difficult uh, because homeschooling will definitely present you with challenges 
And don't be surprised if along the way, um, something completely different than just educating your child comes out of it. You're probably going to learn a lot from your children. And who knows, you might just be called to be on this grand adventure as a family mission to tear down um, the perversion that's in our culture. I never imagined that would be our lives and where we are right now, but that was because we are homeschool family. Wow. Wow. I love this. I'm, I'm so excited to just be part of like everyone's life and in, in this, in this way. And just to watch all of you develop and grow because I know this is just the beginning and where you're all going to be. I mean, I mean, just from six months from now, I can't even imagine the wow, just in the lives. And, you know, when we stop and think about it, like like the same example that I gave my students, you know, when when that wolf was taken out of Yellowstone and how mm -hmm. literally like the domino effect, like I asked them, I was like, did you ever think that taking out a wolf species among so many other species where you would think that they would be like, well, they can do it. Did you ever think that it would reach all the way economically to humans and how it destroyed everything across the board? And they were like, we had no idea. And I'm like, I said, just one thing, one person, one right thought, can do the same exact thing right across. Now imagine we're taking kids, removing them from that and giving them right health education, right? Because some parents do opt their kids out in the public schools and they do, but what are they replacing it with, right? Correct. They're still gonna go ahead and watch the TV. They're still gonna go ahead and talk to that next, that student who did learn it and they're gonna right. get secondhand information. And it's not even the primary information. It's literally gonna be twisted to that person's uh, perception. So now they're gonna get perceived information versus, hey mom, hey dad. Right. Here's this curriculum. Even if your kid is in the public school system and you opt them out, here is an opportunity for you to really invest in your child, imprint in them, give them the proper education. So when that twisted perception of the other student, the kid is like, no, that's, you know, that's actually well, not. And, and the studies show that we still have the greatest level of authority in our children's mm -hmm. lives. Absolutely. So the number one deterrent if for your kids to, be involved in risks, whether it is having an early sexual debut or even um, getting into alcohol and drugs. The number one thing is actually a parent saying, don't do it. It's true. It's actually hundred percent true. It's so simple, but it yeah. is studies have shown that. So having that conversation while it might be challenging, that's one of our biggest goals with this choose health content and involving the parents is to make sure that there is that opportunity to have those, those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So I want you guys to hear that because parents, you still, and you will probably always be for the rest of their lives, what, you know, be their number one influencer, the one person in their life that can potentially change like the trajectory of their, of their life. I know me, I'm 47 years old and my mom says one thing and it does stick with me. Mm -hmm. It really does. And, and I, ponder it. And I wonder, and I'm like, wow, till this day, she still has an extremely strong influence in my life. And I know that to be true for every 
person, you know, who has a, a good relationship with their parents. And this is the best way to have a, a, just a deep relationship with your child and to be able to be the one influencing them in this really sensitive area. They need you guys. They need you to be there. They need your love. They need your support. And what better way but to learn from a mom who has results, who also has children, who is homeschooled, and who is in, she's in the trenches with you. She is in the trenches with you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Rachelle, thank you so much for today. I really loved being with you today. It's been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Bex. Okay, so where can they find you and what will they find? Yes, please. You can uh, find my website, choosehealthed.com. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. And the great thing about our courses, you'll see when you go to my website that um, the courses are just $20 per course. You have your students pay as they learn. So you'll have access to the courses for six months and they can be used by multiple teens within the family in that time. And it could be something that you could do over summer or in uh, throughout the school year, like Beck said, even if you're uh, currently enrolled in public school, but you're looking to do something to come alongside you, then you could just do it at a really slow pace along with all their other responsibilities. It's something that's really student and family driven. I love that. Yay. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise, just your knowledge, your and all of your testimonies. We really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. It's an honor, Bex. Thank you so much for having me. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.